0: The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know I am determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. Joining me today is an esteemed guest talking about something I am fascinated by your intuition. That's right. Kim Chesney is the author of Radical Intuition a revolutionary guide to using your inner power. A globally recognized innovation leader and the founder of Intuition Lab, her work has been featured or supported by leading edge organizations, including South by Southwest Interactive, Carnegie Mellon University, Comcast, and Hewlett Packard. She lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and is joining me here in Atlanta. We love the technology of Zoom and everything else we're
1: doing. And we're gonna talk intuition. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you today.
0: Well, I am thrilled that you're on here and let's just jump right in. You know, the word intuition, I feel like it's overplayed a little bit. Like use your intuition. What's your intuition say? And many of us and many people tell me they don't know how to tap into it. They don't even know what that is. So how would you break that concept down for us a little bit better so it doesn't sound so woo-woo, so way out there, something that we can't grasp or put our hands on.
1: Yeah. So that's a great question. So th- this book, I mean, is the, the low, the woo meter on this book is very low. <laughs> 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 this, is, this isn't your typical intuition book. So I, you know, I've worked for uh, 20 years in technology. So my background with intuition, you know, has both been as, you know, as a spiritual element of life, but also yeah. very practical Element of um, of the way we work, the way we live, the way we relate and create in the world. So, uh, what I realized early on when I started to write this book and talk about intuition that there were so many definitions of it. If you ask someone, "What do you think intuition is?" you're gonna get a gazillion answers. Right, I say it's like a gut feeling or a knowing or maybe like telepathy. You know, everybody has this different experience of it. So, you know, this book, Radical Intuition. I wanted to sort of reimagine intuition in a no-woo practical way for, for the modern world and for the modern person so that every person on this earth can realize that this is just part of our intrinsic design, that it, it creates a language with which we can speak about intuition that's very practical and really grounded in understanding as intuition is really just part of our natural makeup as human beings, that we just have to learn to, to like sort of rebalance and reactivate that part of our mind.
0: And so, how do you go about doing that? And and does intuition live somewhere? Does it live in an organ? Does it live in our brain? Does it live in our heart? You know, where do we go in this physical body to find
1: that intuition center? Wow! Uh, I think you really just summed up our our four intuitions. That, oh, that wow! Okay. So um. So that was great. So so yes, yeah, so there's really only like one intuition. It's sort of not really four intuitions, but there's four pathways that are univer- that our intuition can talk to us. With. So, so that's part of the reason why there's all this confusion, because sometimes our intuition speaks to us through our bodies. Like we'll have feelings or gut feelings or, you know, or we'll have these really like off-putting senses of something's wrong. Right. Or it'll speak to us with you know, our inner guidance, with our mind, we yeah. should make this decision or that decision. Right. So it guides us or if it speaks with us with our heart, it, it moves us. It's, it pulls us towards our passions to change and create and grow and do new things in the world. And then sometimes it just calls us into a deeper experience of life with these sort of transcendent understandings of life beyond this little place that we live in time and space. So so there's all these different ways. And that's really the, you know, radical intuition is a summary and a a holistic understanding of the many, many different ways that intuition can speak to us.
0: Gotcha. And what would you say? So you mentioned the four types. Let's break those down Mm -hmm. and go into that a little bit. So. What are the four types of intuition? How
1: would you, how would you break it down? Yeah. So there's physical intuition, mindful intuition, visionary intuition, and transcendental intuition. And what they do, it's a very simple model. Uh, Really, it's, it's inspired by Carl Jung and his four cognitive functions. And it really boils down to that age old understanding of the four pronged elements of life, body, mind, heart, and spirit. You know, these are sort of the fundamental building blocks of the human being. Right. And our intuition can use all of those four pathways to share guidance with us and wisdom and connectedness to to what is beyond our, our little place in this moment, whether it's information or whether it's awareness or whether it's you know a feeling. There's so many different ways um, that our intuition can work. Through. And there's sort of an archetype that goes with each one. Uh, you know, the mystic is sort of the archetype of the yeah. transcendental, right? Like you can, yeah. You can reconnect.
0: Moves and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And then, you know, for creative intuition, you imagine the visionary, someone like Steve Jobs or or you know Pablo Picasso, or you know someone who has this really crea- this creative vision that can change the world and impact and, and bring this really valuable uh, sort of sort of new way of looking at life. And then for the sage is someone more who, who is the the knower, right? The the wise one, you know, who taps into that inner knowing. And and then with the body, people who are really good with physical intuition. Is The archetype is the healer. And ultimately, we have a little bit of all four of these archetypes within us. Each of us has a little bit of each of them, but maybe stronger in certain areas. So in the book is a fun little quiz you can take, you know, let you know what your intuition affinity is and which one of those pathways are most naturally open.
0: So there's the healer. The visionary, the mystic, yeah, and the sage, and the sage. Okay, the healer is more physical. The visionary is more creative. The sage is like the inner knowing or you know wisdom. I think Uh more wisdom when I hear sage. And then, what is the mystic? Where would you put them?
1: The mystic is the one that connects with sort of the the otherworldly part of intuition, that deep inner knowing that's our connected to our source. To God, the universe, whatever term you want to look at, it's more of the spiritual intuition and our way of connecting with life itself. Wow.
0: Okay. Fantastic. So how do we tap in? You said that one of us, I mean, that each of us gravitates towards one intuitive type more so than another. How do we tap into that? I know you've got the quiz, but what's the best way to develop or sharpen those skills, so to speak, of your intuitive sense?
1: Yeah, and and some people might be great at all types of intuition. It really just depends. We all kind of have our own soup of 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 intuition and our own little blend of flavor that that we use in our life. And and for regardless of which type of intuition is most active within you, there's one common step that we can all take really to activate it and open it up. And the first step is to be still. Slow, yeah. Down. Yeah, <laughs> slow down, yeah. Slow down, we don't want to do that right because we're busy. And that's the thing, though our intuition can serve us even when we're really busy and we're doing that, all of that crazy stuff, and creating all of our businesses and everything we're doing every day in our life. But, um, to get into that flow, you know, we want to be in that intuitive flow, that creative flow of life. We do need to set aside some time to open up that space between our thoughts, because when we're too busy, when we're on our phones, when we're running around like crazy people all the time, our intuition can't get through. So we miss it. You know, we might, it might come and go and we don't recognize it or might not get through at all. So creating white space, even if it's just, you know, a little time each day, just to go for a run or take a nice hot bath with a glass of wine, just something to open up that space in the silence. So those little ideas and those little bits of inspiration can pop into your head. Because those are the calling cards of your intuition. The the ideas, the feelings, the thoughts that come to you out of nowhere. Okay. That's one of those key factors. So more of those, you open up space for them. The more yeah, that yeah
0: I love that. So slowing down, what else would you say? Maybe give us a couple more hints on how to tap into our intuition.
1: Yeah. So once you slow down, you get in space, you've sort of created like um a primed canvas right now is the opportunity for your intuition to come in and start giving you insights and so we have to listen for those little moments like those unsolicited thoughts or ideas or epiphanies or solutions that come to us whether we're in the shower or when we're meditating or whatever it is or even before bed at night or even in the middle of the night right listening to those things and honoring them as genuine guidance as something meaningful not just something that you know we could just brush off or you know that's a crazy idea but maybe something that we need to really you know put our intention on and then And then committing to following them. So, um, you know, to do, to have more of this stuff happen, we have to start paying attention to the different ways that intuition speak to us. Like if you're a healer, uh, you want to get more in tune with your body. And I go through in the book different, a whole chapter on how to activate each type of intuition. Right, so if we do, if our body doesn't speak to us, if we have no physical intuition, like you know, we might not even know what to eat, we don't know right. if you know how to achieve well being. We don't know what kind of rituals to have because it you know our body tells us what it wants and all that stuff. So it's important to you know get back into that flow with our body and maybe you know do some activities, move around, do some yoga, do some qigong or whatever sports or physical activities you like smoothing up that energy, getting it going is really an important part of activating your intuition. So there's different exercises throughout the book that you can do to activate and empower each type of intuition.
0: What's one exercise that you could maybe show us that you think everybody should be doing maybe every day to activate their intuition?
1: Well, one of of the best things to do to get your intuition flowing is to journal. And um, that really uh, aligns with creative intuition. That's one of the practices of creative intuition. But I I think we should do it all the way around because in creating an intuition journal, first of all, just create a journal that's like separate for all of your intuitive ideas and for things to to flow, because then you can come back and you can look at those ideas. And a lot of times when you look at them in hindsight, you'll see that they're very rich with insights that you might not have really associated at the time. You know, uh, intuition's, you know, perfect in hindsight, but sometimes when it comes through, we just don't know yet because it takes time to prove itself and validate. So, creating this journal where um, you know you can work uh, with, you can just work with your self-discovery. There's certain questions you can ask yourself, and just let your intuition answer them for you, and let that guidance start to flow through you. Working with insight cards on my, on my website, I have a free insight card deck that you can go and it just oh, a, a card will pop up, and you can use your intuition to unravel a message for yourself, some guidance for yourself which is a lot of fun and a lot of, um, a really powerful way to kind of flex those muscles. I love
0: it. I think all those are such great, great, great advices. Would you say we are collectively going through an intuition revolution right now?
1: Yeah, that's, you know, that's like my big thing. I always say, like, there's a, there is a revolution and we are, we are making the shift and whether it's just, you hear people talking personally about, know the expansion of our consciousness but it's so much deeper than that um in when it comes into the real world because we're actually experiencing this economically we're experiencing this in the way that we are innovating in the technology that we build and the and in the way that we're creating our cultures in the future in the way you know humanity is relating to each other so uh, it's so fascinating you know working in technology seeing the shift um, from the information age you're moving into a post-information era into a place where things like creativity and insight and ingenuity are the new holy grail for really Mm -hmm. successful things.
0: Wow. So creativity, insight, and ingenuity after the post-information age, what do you think has birthed that? And what are people hungering for?
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, the information age, we're getting to the point where we're ready to reach the singularity. Machines are so smart. They can handle data and compute things in a way that, that our minds will never be able to compete with. So letting the machines stay in their lane, which is the yeah. lane of information, you know, human beings really embodying and 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 embracing this intuitive lane, and which is the lane of genius and, and new ideas and innovation and creativity. And these are things we haven't been able to program into the machines, but mostly because we don't even know where they come from because right. they come from beyond us. Um, right. so as of yet, the mach- machines haven't uh, haven't gotten to that place. Uh, we've had some really rich conversations about you know, when they will or or if and when and how machines already have intuition. But at this point, really looking forward like even moving past, you know, uh, artificial intelligence and the future and capacity of quantum physics and all of these yeah. things that are, really reinforcing intuition right now
0: i think quantum physics fascinates me i think it's crazy how frequency can even determine your emotions and disease and so much more i think it's all fascinating what do we do though with the future generations when the academic systems and our university Mm -hmm. systems are still very much uh you know creating minds of information but not necessarily minds of creativity and ingenuity as you were saying um what can we do for maybe a younger generation or for children so that they're prepared for this post information age as you're referring to
1: yeah and that's such an important question right now and i actually served for several years on the remake learning advisory board here in pittsburgh where yeah. we dealt with those issues in schools and talked about you know what can we do to encourage kids to learn with that creative side of their mind and there's a lot of things happening like gaming uh, the creative technologies are really contributing to that because, you know, we've found that, you know, there, a lot of kids just learn differently. A lot of these really intuitive children are genius. Right. But they go through the system where, they're, where you're, you have to learn all the formulas and, and it's right. just not their way of learning. So I think that there is a real awareness out there with with forward thinking, you know, uh, leaders in that space, people in the foundation world, people in the education world realize that this is the future. And there's a huh. groundswell happening even in Washington to support more of this stuff in schools.
0: Well, one of the other trends that we've seen beyond a post-information age is the rise of women. Yes. And it's super women. Is. The show is super is. Wellness, so, you know, women really slowly i would still say very slowly coming into their power understanding that they embrace the whole self they don't need to be like men they don't need to be like their grandmothers either like there's there's a way to exert your power and and really take care of yourself why do we always hear about women's intuition you know what is that and how will that impact this post information age i find it fascinating that the countries with women leaders have done so well economically have done really well in the pandemic you know, talk to us about the link between women and their power using their intuition and uh, the future.
1: Yeah. Well, it's no coincidence that the rise of women and the rise of intuition is happening at the same time. Yeah. you look back and it's all connected. It's all rising together. And it's not just because intuition is just for women. Right. You know, we were better at it. You know, we were naturally open to it. So somehow it got assigned to us or the female gender. Uh, but everybody has it you know the biggest champions in for intuition and in history have actually been men yeah. but, so it is something that resonates with us though because of the way we're built to be receptive and be sensitive and and to be able to feel things so um so it's there's no coincidence that that, that these things are happening together because what's happening on a bigger scale is a reckoning between those centuries of the patriarchy and and with that the knowledge systems and the, and the intellectual rational thinking that came with it and the shift we're, we're moving into is a much more quote unquote feminine shift. Yep. Intuition is about receptivity and just receiving knowledge. You just know it, you just feel it, right? You don't have to think about it. You don't have to rationalize it. You just know it and feel it. Yep. And that process along with um, recognizing, you know, the reckoning between the, the left brain and the right brain and the reckoning between the female and the male and rebalancing all these energies that have been so unbalanced for so long. Um, is really part of you know, how we're moving forward in a, in a positive, a transformational way in the future. And, and I think it'll be very much a future and there's a part of our future. And I think that women are already becoming some of the most powerful leaders in this voice of intuition and, and all of the other things that are connected with it. So I'm really excited to see what happens in the in the coming years and decades.
0: I think that's all so exciting. And I know that women you know it's time you know it's time for them to own their power and listen to that voice can we ever be wrong i've noticed that whenever i don't listen to my intuition i'm usually wrong but can we feel the wrong way or sense the wrong way and make a wrong decision
1: what do you think yeah so this is one of those little catch 22s about intuition people always say to me what happens when my intuition's wrong yeah. But and I always say your intuition can't be wrong. Your intuition is by nature. It's impossible for your intuition to be wrong because it literally is truth. Your intuition is your connection to truth. And ah. that simply is what happens is sometimes we misinterpret it. Sometimes we, we think our uh, feeling or a hope or a wish is our intuition. Right. Or, you know, so we get mixed up or sometimes we don't see the same picture, the big picture. Sometimes our intuition will tell us to do something and they'll say, oh, hey, take this new job. And we think it's because we're gonna make a million dollars and be a rock star at this job, but then we like fail. But right. really that intuition is telling us to take that job because there was a lesson for us to learn there that maybe leads us to the next opportunity, which, which really is good. And right, wasn't, right? So, so sometimes it's just not seeing the big picture when we think we're wrong and we're really right. Sometimes we can get the message mixed up, lost in translation, but the intuition itself, once you learn to know what it is, it cannot serve you wrong.
0: So you've talked to us about how to tap in. What are the biggest blocks to intuition? Like how do we prevent ourselves from intellectualizing it and walking away from it? What do you think the biggest blocks are? Yeah.
1: So, so the mind, I mean, and that's the mind, intellect, just like what you just said, the mind is our biggest block because our mind's kind yeah. of, the mind wants to be in control as it's always wanted to be in control. It's like, I got this. I understand this. This makes sense. So we have to really... Get into that space of no mind a little bit. When we start to work with our intuition, we have to listen to those first impressions that come in because otherwise our mind's going to be full of chatter that just blocks them out. So when we have more of that space that I mentioned earlier, when we just open up a little bit more and we get those first ideas and those first impressions, we need to grab them and hold on Great. to them, right? Before our mind starts, starts getting in the way and, and talking us out of them. So the mind is a huge block. The heart is also a huge block in, 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 in in a way of ego heart. Right. So we want to be full of love and we want to share and we want to, you know, help each other out, but it's that ego need-based love, that fear-based situation with the heart. Like, you know, our heart is, can, can cause a lot of fears. We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to uh, have ourselves put in a, in a vulnerable situation so we can put up those kind of blocks to protect ourselves. And when we put those shields up, your intuition can't come in either. Right. So, We really have to move into that place of trust with life where we accept what comes to us and understand that, you know, life is doing this for a meaningful reason, even if we can't see it right now.
0: I love that. I think that's so important to remember. And then lastly, mindfulness, intuition, insightfulness, clear that up for us. If we're sitting and being mindful and meditating, you know, five to ten minutes every day in the morning, and then again in evening. How does that relate to intuition? How does that relate to insight? What's the relationship there?
1: Yeah, so I really I, I love the you know the the mindfulness movement that's become so yeah. commonplace, you know, in in our culture. It's been so foundational for this intuition work. I in the big picture, I think we're going to look back and we're going to see this as really a time of priming our, our. Our hearts and minds for intuition. So with mindfulness, we get into the stillness, in the space and presence. We open up that space for intuition to come through. So intuition is the next step beyond mindfulness, right? It's in that silence and the stillness that our intuition can finally start speaking to us. So creating a life of insightfulness is when we allow our intuition to to speak to us every day twenty four seven and guide us in everything that we do.
0: I think that's fascinating. so Elementary school is mindfulness. Middle school is intuition. And high school is insightfulness. That's kind of the <laughs> yeah, way There you go. <laughs> kind of that. So, all right. Well, I think all of this is so important and important, as you say, for the next wave of whatever's to come. The new challenges that we will all face, especially as we're seeing every system around us collapse and, mm. and really beg to be reinvented, reimagined, re-envisioned. And I think that using our intuition is going to be how we get ourselves out of it, not using, not over-intellectualizing. That's going to keep us stuck. So I'm excited about this. I'm excited about what's to come. The book, again, is Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power. Where is that book available? And what can people expect when they read the book?
1: Yeah, you can get it everywhere. It's online, Amazon, all the bookstores on my website, KimChesney.com. And the book is really about open it wherever you are on your intuition journey, whether you're new to it or whether it's something you've been doing. This book is a different perspective and it will take you for your next step where, wherever you are. So it's a wonderful way to just reconnect with your own inner voice and inner truth and discover who you are and how you're meant to serve in this world.
0: Incredible. And if anyone listening today or watching wants to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah. um, You can reach me on my website, Kim Chesney, C-H-E-S-T, N-E-Y with a T. And I also have a free gift there, a free uh, 14 page now intuition, wake up your intuition guide. So you can start right now. It's got some of the stuff we talked about and some more little exercises and things you can just do right now to start amplifying your intuition and opening up and, and really starting a deeper level of your intuition journey. And also I have an online school intuition lab, which I I didn't mention, but we do live workshops and work together with our intuition. And so that's a, a lot of fun too.
0: Oh, excellent. So lots of resources, Kim. Thank you so much for taking time out today to join me. I appreciate it for everybody else watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Thank you. Remember we're on Apple iTunes and Spotify. You can rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you guys next time.